The Sikha begins by telling us that in the Parshas Bilam, Rashi is going to expand a little bit out of Psutish Mikra and bring in Drashas, Razal, explanations from Chazal that are not necessarily Pashtab Shat. And the reason for that is because Vayisa Mishalei, since Bilam is speaking allegorically, therefore we, we must go and understand the Psukim a little bit uh, differently than Pshat. And based on this, we have to understand this Rashi, where Rashi says, That there's no sorcery, no fortune-telling by the Yidden, a time which will be told to Yaakov and to the Yidden, what is Hashem doing? So Rashi explains, and he says, Two Number one, a time is going to come that the love of Hashem to Yidden will be revealed to all, that they will be sitting and learning Torah from the mouth of Hashem, and their place will be closer than the Malachim. They're go- and the Malachim are going to ask the Yidden, what is Hashem doing? And this is what it means. Your eyes will see your teacher, Hashem. Another Pirushi is the Amr Liyankiv is not in the future, but in the present. That Yidden do not need a, a, a sorcery or fortune telling, because whenever they need to know something, they can go to the prophets, to the Nevi'im, or to the Urim Vitumim, and they will tell them what's going on. And these are the two Pirushim in Rashi, and Unkulus says Rashi did not explain either, like either of these. So we have a number of questions. Number one, why is Rashi so long-winded and mention all of these details? Number two, why does Rashi need to bring two Pirushim? What is wrong with each of the Pirushim that compels Rashi to bring another one? Number three, why does Rashi bring the first Pirush first? Obviously implying that that one is closer to Pshat. Number four, why does Rashi mention that Unkulus Leitirgimkin, that Unkulus does not um, mention, does not say like this. Why is, there's many times that Rashi and Unkulus uh, part ways. So why does Rashi mention it here? I'm going to be, in this Kitzer, I'm going to be skipping Seif Beis and Gimel. And I'm going to go to Seif Dalid, where there are three more questions. Number one, why does Rashi mention Malachi Asharis? Why not just say Malachim? Why does Rashi explain the Pasuk? Seemingly Rashi is not here to explain Psukim and Nach. And number three, why does Rashi mention Gzeros? In the second period, she mentions decrees. Uh, uh, and he, why, why bring up the decrees? If the question is, what did Hashem do? Why does he bring up this, the idea of the Gzeros? And to understand this Rashi, we're going to explain as follows. The context here is, is that Bilam is trying to explain to Balak why he cannot bench, uh, the, why he cannot curse the Yidden. And he's trying to say that the Yidden are blessed. Not only can he not curse them, they're already blessed. Why are they blessed? Because they have no sorcery amongst them. Bilom is afraid that since he himself is a sorcerer, if the advantage of the Yidin is that they have no sorcery, it means there's something wrong with him. So Bilom has to explain to Balak that the reason he can't curse the Yidin is because the Yidin are inherently blessed. It's not his failure, rather it's the greatness of the Yidin. And to explain that, he says the words, And this is how Rashi explains it. The fact that the Kafas or the Kamats is referring to a well-known time. There was a well-known time. When was there a well-known time that Hashem loved the Yidin? Matan Teira. So just like by Matan Teira, the Yavisar taught Teira to the Yidin, so too there's going to be a time when the, when the love of Hashem to Yidin will be revealed. How? By the fact that the Yavisar will teach Teira to the Yidin. And not only that, but others will recognize the Abister's love. It can't be the Goyim, because we're talking about le- through learning Torah. It has to be the Malachim. And even the Malachi Hasharis, not just the Malachim that come to this world, but even the Malachim that serve Hashem above, they will recognize the greatness of the Yidden. 
that the Eibishter is teaching them Torah. Now we understand the flow of the Pasuk, that Lenachas Biyakiv, the Yidin are blessed because they have no sorcery, but therefore Bilam has to, has to say, but don't, don't think that's why, uh, uh, that, I, that, that sorcery is bad, and that's why I can't bench them, I can't bench them because they're blessed, because the Eibishter is going to teach them Torah. And even though by Matan Torah, the Yidin stopped Hashem from teaching them, nevertheless, we find that, so therefore Rashi says, We find that Hashem is is the teacher. In other words, that even though they stopped, they stopped Hashem from teaching them uh, by Matan Torah, nevertheless, by, by in Lasset Lavi, He's going to be a Meiracha. And the fact that it says, in the present tense, and Yeshua means permanently, this tells us that it's not going to be a one-time thing like Matan Teira, but it's going to be a permanent thing where the Abishter will be learning Teira with Yidin, and therefore this shows even more than Matan Teira the greatness of the Yidin. That's the first Pshat in Rashi. The problem with this Pshat is, is that it's all about the Asit, it's all about the future. Therefore Rashi brings a second Pirush, and says that the second Pirush is that it's Lashon Haiva, it's, it's talking about something of, of the now, that the Yidin, are blessed now because whenever they need to know something, they they uh, they don't need sorcerers because Hashem tells it to them through the Nevi'im or through the Urim Vitumim. So that, and that's the advantage of the second pshat that it's in the Haiva. The problem is with the second pshat that there's no additional mile in the second half of the pasuk. It's still the same thing as the first half. That there's no sorcery by Yidin. And this is why 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 Rashi takes the first Pasuk first, because it's speaking much more and since the whole context here is the greatness of Yidin, therefore, the, whichever Pirush has more about the greatness of Yidin is going to come first. Nevertheless, we're not going to suffice with that. We're going to try to find still a greatness, an additional greatness in the second Pirush. And additional greatness is like this. Since Bilam is trying to curse the Yidin, he wants to find the exact moment when the Abishter is angry and that way curse them in that moment. The problem is that when there's a Gzeda Bamarim, when there's a Gzeda, when there's anger above, the Yidin are told that the moment is there and therefore the, the, uh, the, the Yidin know to do Tshuva and to abolish the Gzeda. So, and that's why it says, because, and doesn't say, because it's not what Hashem did. It's that even when Hashem has a gzeda, He tells the Yidin about it, so that way they can do tshuva and abolish the gzeda. So, therefore, uh, there's still, even in the second Pirush, there's still a Mila uh, 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 of the Yidin, even though it's not as great as the first Mila. Because after all, uh, they're, they're still talking about kas, anger of Hashem and Avedis. So it's not as great as the first Mila of learning Torah from Hashem, but nevertheless, it's still a Mila. And the reason why Rashi says of Unkulus Leitirgim Kain is because Unkulus sticks to Psutish Mikra. Unkulus translates the Pasuk according to the Pashtab Shat. Rashi went away from Shudish Mikra because since it was Mishaloi, and he wants to show how this Pasuk is consistent with the overall theme of Malas and Shal Yisrael, of the greatness of Yidin. So he points out that Unkulus stuck to his guns, so to speak, by sticking to Shudish Mikra, and even though Rashi disagrees with it, he still mentions it because Unkulus is following the Shita of Rashi in other places to go with Shudish Mikra. We may suggest here that these two that these two Pirushim and Rashi address a different question. What's greater? Something that's bigger, but will only happen in the future, or something that's smaller, but it will happen right away. For example, in these two Pirushim and Rashi, the first Pirush is a greater Maila, but it's only going to happen in the future. 
The second Pirush is a smaller Maila, but it's already happening now. So it seems that Rashi holds that something that's greater, but it's going to happen in the future, is more is, 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 is overpowers. And therefore he goes with the first Pirush first, because it has a bigger Maila. The fact that um, the Yidin will learn from directly from Hashem, even though it hasn't happened yet. But the truth is, is that we can't make that conclusion. Because number one, since Bilam is the one that's talking, and Bilam is a Navi, so therefore the, fa- the, therefore the, the, the fact that the Yidin are, are, are told things by a Navi is not such a big deal. So in this context, for sure, even though there's a, there's a future and there's a, there's a present, but for sure, the fact that the Abyssal will learn Torah with Yidin is greater. Because, because the fact that Hashem tells Yidin things through Navim to Bilam is not such a big deal. More importantly, In the first period, it's not only La'asid. The love that Hashem has for Yidin, and the fact that Hashem connects with Yidin through learning Torah, is something that happens even in the present. Just in the present, it's concealed. We don't see it. And the La'asid love is Tigalachi Basan. But it's not like it's not happening now. And therefore, you can't derive from here to a place uh, of something that's going to happen, that's going to start in the future, that that would be greater. We don't know from here to there. Because here, it, the, the, the thing that we're saying is going to be in the future already started now, at least in, in a concealed way. The lesson is as follows, that not only is the revelation by the Nevi'im something that's happening in, a, in, in the present tense, but also the fact that a Yid learns Teirah from the Eibishter happens in the present, that whenever a Yid learns, the Eibishter learns with him. And therefore we should never be affected by the people who scoff and laugh, because we have to know that we have clear directives from the Eibishter that were conveyed to us through the Nevi'im, and Hashem learns together with us. So even if the nations laugh, and the nations try to stop it, nevertheless, they know the truth, that the Yidin are greater, and that the Yidin are, 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 are loved by Hashem. They have, to, they have to acknowledge this, and it's going to come a time that not only will they not disturb the Yidin, but they will actually help the Yidin, bring the Yidin to the Geula, and to the time that they will help us uh, attend to our flock, when Mashiach comes, the Geula HaMitzvah